What are we still doing here? I don't know, but people are listening, so we better tell them what they're listening to, I guess. What, what were we still talking for? Well, I mean, that's what we do, isn't it? We just sort of sit and waffle away. Oh, but a part three? Well, I mean, we've waffled that much that we need to make a part three. So. OK, so th- this is part three. To be honest, I... why we went this long, I don't know. I blame it on the beat, to be honest. That's true. Um, I mean, you could. what I'd recommend is listen to parts one and two before you hit this one, because otherwise you're not going to know what's going on. Unless you are like uh, Quentin Tarantino of podcasts, in which case listen to this one, then listen to part one, don't listen to part two, and then claim that you're a genius. I think making people think that the quality of this podcast is akin to Quentin Tarantino is a dangerous manoeuvre. Hang, hang, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on, wait, wait a minute. What's he doing here? <laughs> oh God, they haven't, they haven't figured out that I haven't escaped yet. No, back, right, back in the dungeon. Oh, back in your cage. Go on, back in the cage in the dungeon. Go and Russell. <sighs> right. First of all, if you got this far, congrats um, to get to part three. Um, I, I I applaud your resiliency. Be back in your dungeon. Go on. Go, Russell. What, I, what I'll say is, um, thanks for listening to all three parts. That's just crazy. Uh, secondly, Merry Christmas. And thirdly, presumably, Happy New Year, because it's probably gone out by then. Because uh, that's... Yeah, well, I've, I've, well, either that or it's never gone out. So I've just said Happy New Year to you two. Hey! Hey! Be hey. dungeon oh, now. Sorry. Go. You shouldn't be here. Go. to the switch we've mentioned that quite a lot the, the, the switch episode uh, <laughs> I think it should be um, some of the switch also the fact that Chief Problems isn't here but I think he was here in spirit at some point I like the, the reason why I've got a few things on the switch and I'm, I, if anything I'm probably going to get a few games I've already got on other platforms on the switch not only is it portable but I really like the fact that there's no progress tracker like trophies or achievements, I really mm. like that because I'm I'm a massive fan of retro things, and B can attest to that because he's sat next to a, a whole wall. Yep. Of them, right. I mean, just just look at the the, the, the retro fairs we've been to. Plug for posts, um, <laughs> but and the one we're going to next month. Oh yeah, the one next month. We'll watch out for that. You're not going on the cruise one. one. No. On the what? I'm, not on a, I'm not going on a cruise. On a boat is the I'm the, on a boat now. the the Comic Con itself. Half of it happens on the boat. Then you go to the one in Rotterdam. And then you come back for the second half of the one. The, 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 the bit that you're missing there is we go to retro affairs, not Comic Cons. Mm. It's a retro Comic Con. I think it's the same people who It's collectability people. Uh, so it's, it's the same people who do the retro game for it. Yeah. But, um, anyway, but, um, I'm a big fan of retro stuff and adding, like, when they were released on other consoles and stuff, little achievements to it was a nice touch. But I'm a big fan of you go through and you either sat there couch caught with someone. Or you sat there and your friends are there and you take turns, like life, sometimes, depending on the game. And you know yourself that you've achieved something. Mm. I mean, these days you could take a screenshot. You can take if, a screenshot on the Switch. Yeah. And you can take a screenshot on the Switch, or if it's like a re release on the, the other consoles, you can take a screenshot, share it on social media, or whatever, or you can use any phone, any device, any door, any rock. You know, they all seem to have cameras on. 
but it's more a case of you know you've done it. You don't need an achievement to do it. I find mm. when I play games now and there's achievements attached to them, more than not, I achievement hunt on purpose. It's it's not a case of I've completed that game, right, that's done, I've done it. I go back and I achievement hunt for specific things and I do certain things just for those achievements and I'll start again. It's good because you build up like this list of what you've achieved, but I don't really need to show what I've done in the game as long as I've enjoyed it. And I'll always enjoy retro games because it's a link to my past. Zelda reference! The Switch doesn't have that, and I'm I'm actually really glad of that. Because I know I'd get really OCD about the games if they had achievements, especially on the Switch. The one thing I will say about Nintendo, in where they're lacking, the certain is online functionality and stuff like that. Now, um, I can see a trophy slash achievement system coming in, because there is already yeah. one in the mobile versions of Animal Crossing... And uh, Mitomo, but that being said, I do think, like I said, that they could work a lot more online. For one, for example, the official the way to officially communicate with somebody else on your friends list um, through voice it's an is, app, is it? an app, a separate app on your phone that you can only use for current. I think only currently use for Splatoon, and it has to be open at all times. While you are um, you wanting to speak on it, so like you can't you, just lock your phone. You can't just lock your phone. No. You can't the background. It has to be active, and your screen has to be on. And I'm 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 not sort of like. I'm not sort of rubbing any anything in anyone's face here. But Nintendo, if you could just take a really quick look at Discord. Yeah, I mean, literally everyone. That's Twitch all that I'm going to mention. All, everyone I know that what that wants to do is voice chat. Just uses Discord instead. All all I'm going to mention there. is that people know what Discord is, how useful it is, how awesome it is I, I use Discord I'm not going to mention anything more than that if you're going to use a com- if you're going to have a communications thing to, to communicate with other players as you're playing take a look at that if you can Nintendo if anyone sees it and just sort of see how that goes I mean it's got a lot going for it it's very crisp and clear most of the time but if I mean if you can't integrate it into the, the, the Switch itself fair enough there's only so much you can do and it is impressive as it is if people want to talk as the player and you want to provide something like that if you want to provide something like that you, you need to up your game a bit especially if it's an app if at the end of it you just go right we can't do it and we're not going to then fine people will just go okay you know but if you if you provide an app where it's only for one game at the moment and you have to have your phone constant if you're using your phone or whatever device constantly unlocked you're going to get criticism for it I think doing it in an app is a bit of a, of a backwards move especially yeah. given there is a headphone jack on the yeah, there is. switch and yeah. the microphone I believe isn't there? is not it? Mm-hmm. I think it has a microphone input yeah it's at the bottom of the screen isn't it a little I think so mid hang on definitely yeah. a headphone jack I was, was going to check my switch for a second um, no they're, they're speakers at the bottom no speakers at the top isn't it yeah the, yeah. the two, two mics are at the bottom yeah, I will just notice. I had to check. Never noticed it before. Um, but yeah, there are two, well, seemingly microphone bits at the bottom. I could be wrong. <laughs> well, it's, like I said, there's a headphone jack at the top, and I think it might be one of those thingy jacks, you know, that can accept a microphone input as well as a headphone. Oh, like a dual one? Yeah. yeah. So you could stick, like, a hands-free kit in. Like, essentially, like, what, yeah. what a hands-free kit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to provide communication thing, especially through an app, you know, definitely try and... Provide a, a decent quality one because by the thing, sounds of it, it's a bit. Yeah, I've I've used it. Obviously, the, the has parental controls are also an app, which is weird. The parental controls for the Switch requires the app. You is it a separate app to download? Yeah, on the oh. on your phone. So oh, if you want that. to put parental controls on your Switch, you use the app. 
I mean, I've, I've got it for me, but I never knew that. Yeah. So <laughs> parental yeah. controls let you like lock it to certain hours. That you stop stop playing over eighteen games on it, etc. etc. But you, yeah, yeah. The, the silly thing is, you have to have the app to have these parental controls on. And do you have to have the app running? I don't know. I don't think right. so. I haven't tried it, no. No, I haven't tried it. I'd imagine if you have to have that running in the background while someone's playing it, you'd have to Probably stick not. whatever device on charge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you're going to provide something like that, you, you really need to um, give, especially have more communication for other games. Mm. Well, I think it's more thing as well because... I know, I know Splatoon 2 is very multiplayer intense. Well, not just that, but I guess because Nindo... Nindo. Nindo. Nindo, you had it. Nindo. New, new, new nickname, Nindo. I might be hungry. It might be coming through. Just a moment. Just a moment. Thank you. Just a moment. Nindos, we do fried mushrooms and that's it. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo want to introduce a similar online fee to what Xbox Live. Yeah, they, they did mention that before. Sony they? already mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. So there will be that coming ostensibly next year. So it could be very soon by the time it might even be here by the time this goes out, depending on how well and quickly Nintendo get their eshed together. And how well, well and quickly I edit this episode. Well, it, it <laughs> sort of depends because um, I will definitely be, if it's like a yearly thing, I'll get it. Because I tend to get like a yearly thing and then forget about it. They have already priced it, I think. They just uh, have been holding off because yeah. there hasn't been that many games that need to do it. Pretty much Mario Kart and Splatoon and that's it. And the table well, Rocket them League as well, and hasn't been huge. Yeah. Yes, that is very true. Rocket League as well. Um, I will get it a year's worth just to get it over with and sort of like make a note of when I actually got it. So I will sort of mention what that is. If it's going to be something similar to you get like the online capability and then you get like the um, uh, virtual console stuff, I, I haven't heard much about that. I don't know what's sort of like going to be out for virtual console if, if as long as the online thing, we have to pay for that as well, or if you get like so many to play a month. Or whatever. I'm yeah, not quite sure how it's going to work. There, there is. Um, they have said that there are probably going to be some sort of things that are attached to it. Um, this is the current thing: is so free free trial until launch. With this paid service, you can enjoy online multiplayer gaming as well as a dedicated smart device app that connects to your Nintendo Switch system and helps you connect with friends for online play sessions. Check back for more details on the service before the official launch. This service is available for free until its official launch in 2018. Why is that so I'm just seeing it as a price. Because they've they have mentioned the price before. I don't know if it's on the official. Well, the thing is, if, if you can't find the price, we can we can always mention it below, can't we? I mean, obviously, anything that we talk about, I'm going to link in the comments. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, this, what, what B is reading from and what he's here we go. digging up oh, here is we go. subject to change yeah. and correct at this point. Yeah, at this 25th? point in time from 20... No, 25th, 23rd. 23rd of December. 23rd. Of December 2017. So Nintendo have actually gone on record about the classic game stuff. Well, okay. Classic game selection. Members will have ongoing access to a library of classic games with added online play, such as Super Mario Bros. 3, Balloon Fight, and Dr. Mario. Right. Uh, members right. may also receive special member-only price promotions for certain products in the Nintendo eShop. And yes, there is pricing. So, one month, 30 days, will cost you €3.99. Euros. Three months will cost you €7.99. Euros. 12 months will cost you 1999 euros. All prices are VAT inclusive and prices of other currencies will be announced at a later date. So can I just take a moment and point out just there, that implies to me multiplayer online Super Mario Bros. 3. 
Oh, so you don't have to. Uh, from, I mean, that was an example. Multiplayer, of sorry. Multiplayer Super online Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers Three. It was an example. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it's set in stone that it was going to be Super Mario Brothers Three, but that means we could play Super Mario Brothers Three multiplayer and not have to be in the same location at the same time. Squidgy's excited. Do you have a Switch yet, Frogman? Not yet. Well, I've got one. I was <laughs> contemplating. That's I your was, Christmas list, <laughs> It's a bit too Christmas. bloody late, so, isn't so, it? Sorry, I, I, I just have to. I'll say it again. Squidgy's excited. Squidgy fish so, is getting salivation here. I was. I was oh. trying to decide between a PS4 and a Nintendo Switch. I didn't know you were after a Nintendo Switch or that was on the table. I didn't actually know that. And just for the record, sorry, um, 1999 <coughs> euros is 17.75 great British pounds. As of and today, record. right now. And, yeah. and just to compare, as of today, as in the 23rd or whatever it is, uh, 23rd, yeah. As of today, Xbox Live is 40 pounds a year mm-hmm. and... Um, Sony PlayStation Network is £50 a year. I'll point out, though... I know they're, like, full home consoles. I'll point, well, I mean, the Switches, but I'll yeah. point out what I'm what I'm saying. is I'll point out that, that Nintendo haven't had as long to play with the idea of having an online exactly. system. Yes, very true. And, and, you know, that will be... These are obviously examples they're coming up with, and these are something to change, but they're also going, what features do we want, and what features are we going to include? Yes. So, like, Xbox Live has a whole bunch of, like, you can chat with people, you can stream movies, you can buy music, you can you do can all of this. Games, you can do all, yeah, you can stream games, you can capture footage and send it up to Mixer, which is the Microsoft, the now, was it? Yeah, the now yeah. Microsoft-owned, used to be Beam, the now Microsoft-owned streaming platform. Sony has stuff similar to this. You've got Netflix, you've got... Uh, you can stream to Twitch, all sorts of social options, all of that, but Nintendo may not have included all of this, so this might be online system light, which it's, might just be, you know, I, I, this I think is it, a I think gaming it boils system. Down to, I think it boils down to the, the, the PS4, and especially the Xbox One. The Xbox One is, by all intents and purposes, from what it's been described as, it's more of an entertainment system. Yeah. So it's not specifically just for games, yeah. and Sony is similar, but it, from my experience with the PS4, it's not as in your face as Xbox, because Xbox, it's it's really blatantly evident you can get movies and do all the rest of it on it. The Nintendo Switch is a games yeah. device, yeah. primarily. It's not an entertainment system, so it's just games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they add more, like if it's like Hulu support or Netflix or whatever, it's going to be more than a games device, so the prices could differ. We're saying that as of now, that's what they're thinking of doing. So it could change. Everything's subject to change. Mm. As it stands, I'll definitely be getting a year's worth just to see where it's going. Yeah, and same. So from what you just said, is it sort of like implied that as access to the, f- the full catalogue? Well, I mean, that's all it says. There's, that's there's, all it's, there's so no implication. There's no implication. So, anything. so uh, But that's, that's fine. As you say, I, from what I expect with Nintendo's track record, it is going to be very bare bones. The main thing they need to concentrate on is the st- server stability, making sure the servers are up, yes. stability, making sure it works. That will yeah. be their first priority before mm-hmm. anything else. Or at least it should be. Exactly. It should but I'm saying it will because Nintendo tend to have a very light touch on these things. I mean, look yes. what happened with the Wii U, etc., etc. The fact that in 2017, the Switch still uses friend codes, although it's at least a lot better now that you can actually add people. And yes. Don't you have you to, can just find them. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to add people thing in and I'm uh, adding back before it. I, I can definitely say from from playing uh, just really quick from playing yeah. Revelation Two, I played a little online with other people, hmm. and it was obviously their first experience. While you're in a lobby with them, you can check out their profile and add them as a friend. Yeah. So you don't have to have yeah. a friend code. You can, yeah. So yeah. It, they have got that capability yeah. in it. The fact that friend codes are still there tells you how far behind 
everyone else they're kind of at. So at the moment, it's just going to be prioritising getting it working, stable just, and oh. solid. And then the games, the extra games will come next, which is the, the, the thing. And any other benefits and additions would be a, 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 get to it. a later thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the price they've given is clearly, I think, to temper expectations that it's not going to be as full-on a service as Xbox and yeah. PS4. As long as they get it working, that's fine. Mm. Especially they have the base to work from, the build from it, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. With a much lower price. It'll be interesting because they have well, at gone, the moment it's much lower price. The, the fact that it has been free already, it'll be interesting to see how they introduce it because, because it has been free for so long and I do wonder how many people who aren't in the know of this thing are going to be surprised when they boot up whatever and it's suddenly it says to get this you need, to, be online, you need yeah. to pay now to be online yeah. oh, what? it'll be interesting mm. to see how they handle it but in fairness Nintendo I do trust with with them being fairly also in fairness having with, a plan but it'll be interesting yeah. to see if it changes but, but also to mention that with the, the Xbox One and the PS4 you can actually, if you don't have the accounts or the subscription thing, you can still download things and you can surf their online store and you, you can chat to people, so like through the messages and stuff, you just can't play multiplayer with people across yeah, the that's, internet. that's still going to be the case by the looks yeah. of it. So it, there, there will still be that, but it's sort of like the access to playing with other people around the globe. That's what you're going to be paying for and the virtual console and extra stuff is going to be a nice little bonus attached to it to entice people in. Which is definitely going to work for me because if I can play Super Mario Bros. 3 on the go, no, no. <laughs> it's it's a definite, as an example, Super Mario Bros. 3 on the go or Power Blade or anything like that, it's really going to be an enticement for me. I mean, Switch already has an advantage in that, the fact when you buy one because you get the two Joy-Cons, you already have multiplayer because yes. you already have local multiplayer, you already have two pads. That has saved you the cost of buying another pad because you already mm-hmm. have two pads. Yes. So, Sideway pads, so you can still play multiplayer. Yeah, but even so, it's still a fully functioning yeah, yeah, controller. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, so it's you, you are completely. They, they are all, they are already very aware that the main crux of it is going to be that multiplayer, and making sure that that, that is an indication to me that making sure multiplayer works is going to be their yeah, focus. It's going to be their thing. Yeah. That's first on the docket. Mm-hmm. They they want to be absolutely sure that it's going to be solid to the point of such stability that they can just not have to worry about it before they go, right, we're turning on the charge now. Yes. That is their priority. That so is, so yeah. have a stable product before starting charging exactly. for it. Instead of just going, we'll charge for it and then we'll build it. I mean, it. famously, Xbox Live launched and how many times did that go down in oh, its first few months? Oh, my word. Yeah, that was... Halo 2. Oh, my... Good gracious. That was... The original Xbox was, Halo 2 suffered quite profusely often with a lot of downtime between mm. things and then of course you've got a few years later um, Sony's whole breach of data when yes. that network went completely up the wazoo because of it going down and getting hacked and everything so Nintendo want to make sure that doesn't happen to them that none of that stuff happens to them and as we've said with Zelda Mario Nintendo don't release things in half and then do it, finish with it later mm-hmm. they, they will, look at everything or they look as much as possible they will make sure they have a solid finished product yes. ready for launch and ready to be charged for people before even attempting to put it out yeah. and not a second before they will make sure it's absolutely 100% like quality tested definitely there. yeah which is always good it's, it's always it's, it's, a, it's a relief if anything to know that not not saying other companies 
don't do this because there is obviously quality testing might be, but Nintendo <coughs> seem to be so stringent with yeah. what they what they chuck out into the world that if there are any problems they genuinely apologise for it and say we are working tirelessly to deal with it. they don't just say we're listening to people I know this is, sounds like a, a dig at you <laughs> but it's just an example they don't chuck out a product that isn't fully finished and you don't get a lot of patches to fix it um, they, they tend to have a very very stable product and then chuck it out. Yeah. To be fairer to Microsoft, though, right? When Xbox Live went down with Halo Two, when that was first the big brew, the they were the first. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So there's so bound to be problems. It's exactly the same as Steam. Exactly. If yeah. you are the first, you don't know how many users there will be. You don't know how much use your system will have. You don't know um, whether your system is going to be able to handle it because you need more servers. Because you, you because, yeah, because yeah. you don't know. And this Nintendo is, has that advantage of being last. It can exactly. learn from everyone else's mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. That was you know the the reason why. Um, the Saturn was released before the PlayStation was mm. because Sega thought that they were ready, and then the, the, yeah, and the PlayStation, they were not ready. <laughs> yeah, and they learned that they were not ready, and that they learned that the toy companies and entertainment companies were not ready to push a product before Christmas that they were not going to receive stock for. The reason that the Dreamcast failed was the same thing. They thought that they were ready, and they pushed out. They wanted to be the first ones to market for the 1998, I think, 1999 Christmas uh, sales. But they couldn't produce the hardware in time, and Sony battled back with going, well, guess what? Our PlayStation 2 has a DVD player in it as well. Yeah. So you don't need to buy a DVD player. You have a DVD player as well. And Sega kind of fell over because there, there was no capabilities built in for playing back any kind of video. It's kind of funny how much we were talking earlier about um, gamers feeling in type of stuff, but it's, in, it's interesting to note if you're looking at the history of the consoles releasing, how much games ones, have been given. Well, not just that; is that the ones that the the ones that tend to win inverted commas their particular generation of the console wars mm-hmm. are tend to be the consoles that make concessions to the wider audience mm-hmm. than the uh, than the ones that just focus on games. And but you can go too far with that, as we saw with the Xbox One's original launch, focusing far too much on the television, but. On the other hand, you can see why they went there, because, like I said, the PS2 with the DVD player, so that appeals to more than just a gaming console. Yeah. The Wii appealed to more than just people who knew how to put, hold a controller and play games. Mm-hmm. It appealed to a broader sense, because people yeah. just could pick up and understand, I swing this like a no, golf not, bat, not, and it's a golf bat. Yeah, Not to take anything... Yeah, A golf bat. Love it. <laughs> not not to take... Golf not to take anything away from the specific consoles like the Saturn or the Dreamcast because yeah. they were fantastic. I loved them to death. They just tend to they, they didn't do very well. Um, but not to take anything away from the consoles that came out because they had some fantastic stuff. I will defend on the Saturn Banyan Rangers to my dying day. Mm. It is a fantastic game. You play as firefighters. Nothing else said. Um, Dreamcast, it had online capability. You could download trainers for your games. Code Veronica being the first one doing it. You could download cheats to play in your game. It saved your virtual memory card. To be fair, yes. Xbox Live wasn't the first, but it was the first big one. Yeah, first very global big one. I mean, Sega... They had their online system. Dream, and you Dreamcast could, powered by Windows NT, wasn't it? Uh, Windows C. C, 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 yeah, C yeah, it was probably. close enough, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it did have an online system, but it didn't see heavy use because no one, at the, not very few people at that time had broadband, yes. which meant that you couldn't really play it during and peak times. I wonder if it wasn't so. ready for the mainstream. Exactly, yeah, right. It was very exactly. ahead of its time. Much in the same way with the Sega, uh, Sega FM. 
No, what was it called? SegaNet. SegaNet. Yeah, SegaNet. You know, yeah. you plugged a, an adapter into your Mega Drive. Slash Genesis. Or Genesis, depending on where in the world you're from. You you then connected that to an RF, to a standard Yagi TV aerial, and you could download games to play on your machine. Is that what it's called, Yagi? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, it's named after a Japanese um, uh, designer, engineer, who designed how the blades should fit and the distances oh, I, between I them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, really, because you look at the... I mean, uh, kind of going back to, to an earlier point, but if you look at the Nintendo consoles, especially the last three, you have... You know, the Wii, like I said, was uh, just... Because the concept was understandable by the mainstream of the transferring it. Sorry, we're getting raided by the police, so if you can hear that on, on the... It's the third Wii, we're under attack. Fair enough. <laughs> right, so, um, on the Wii, you've got the, the translates either to the mainstream if you moving a, a throwing a, a tennis bat whatever you're doing but then if you look at the Wii U what did it offer more to the mainstream extra screen nothing really because that's what I mean there's a, yeah there's the extra screen but like what did it offer to the mainstream nothing. the mainstream didn't really care about the second screen's cool to us gamers who could think what they could do with it to the mainstream, it's not a massively exciting proposition and not a massive upgrade and as Frogman said earlier on the uh, <laughs> screen didn't <laughs> it was, it was kind of the the it, screen. The, the, it was badly marketed. Because badly it was, marketed. It was inferred. It that was, was it. an upgrade. Thank you. Yes. To yes. me, it was more so, of a novelty. The upgrade. Yeah, and they thought it was yeah. an upgrade to the original Wii. So the mainstream misunderstood something on the Wii U. Yeah. Big Wii's might fail. The Switch's big uh, proposition to the mainstream. Here is a console that you can play on your couch and sit on the sofa and play, or you can pick it up and take it and play it on the bus or the plane or on your commute, take it with you wherever you go. And it's multiplayer on the go. The mainstream and, understand that. That's, yeah. you know, it's not an exclusive thing. Very simplified. Thing to, exactly. It's, it's, it's no bells and whistles. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a, it's not a particularly... It's not yeah, complicated. It's, it's, it's not a complicated yeah. innovation, but it's something that the mainstream can get behind. Mm. And so literally, as much as people, as, as much as inverted commas, Real gamers don't like people kata- uh, don't like the companies kowing to the mainstream. The successful consoles have been shown. It's evident. We've got evidence. Yeah. The successful consoles are the ones that make concessions to the mainstream mm-hmm. and get the people get people on a wider scale into yeah. gaming. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, going back to to what I said earlier about Nintendo throughout their history have just innov- That's all they do is they innovate. Right? They release the cheaper hardware later than everyone else, and they just innovate. They go, well, how can we make this better? You know, uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System came out in 1980. Oh, hang on, the Famicom came Six. out. Uh, the Famicom no, came out in the early 80s, yeah. but the NES, after the game, after the video game crash, came out in 86, 85, 86, something like that, yeah. right? And and it used the same hardware that the Famicom had because it had to because it was yeah, but the Famicom was released at the, roughly the same time as the Commodore sixty four yeah. and the Atari eighty two hundred. So it was seventies, late seventies, early eighties hardware, but they kept that console alive into the early nineties. Ninety eight, I think, was the last one. Well, last no, time yeah, was, but like yeah. The, the, until the SNES came along, mm. the SNES was the early nineties. So that was almost ten years. Of they'd done one innovation and that was separate the video processing from the actual rest of the processing, and install a chip that that locked you out from making your own games. You had to go through Nintendo, which was what the big problem with the so the 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 younger gamers these days don't know what the the game crash of the eighties was, and that was too many companies were releasing uh, really crap quality you know uh, quick to market video. Oh, hang on. 
I'm saying we could be near another one very soon, but it's certainly trending that way. Well, I mean, you just have to look at how uh, Player Unknown's Battleground has been received. Yeah. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to mention that. I'm... No, I, we'll breeze past it. Mm, we'll breeze yeah. past it. But what I'm saying is, it is now stupidly possible to release a game that you've worked on for a week that has a lower quality than a game that was made at a game jam. Now, a game jam is something where a bunch of programmers get together for 72 hours and make a video game. Yeah. With most of the time hilarious results, because it really is a lot of fun. I I mean, having been to several hackathons myself, what you do is you bring some code you've already written, and then you add that to other code while you're there and it's not cheating because that's the whole point is you're supposed to hack something together using pre-existing tools but what I'm saying is you can do that but spread it out over a week and then release it as quotes early access or beta or alpha or whatever and people will buy it and then you can just drop it and go brilliant I've made my money I'll walk away and that is exactly what happened in the late 70s early 80s with the video game crash all of these companies were releasing tons and tons and tons of really naff quality software and Nintendo came along and said no if you want to release software for our console you have to get our say so you have to send it to us and we will we will and and the way they did it was Nintendo had full control over the production of the cartridges and the boxes and everything and if you wanted 400 boxes 400 cartridges you would send the software to Nintendo they would run it through a quality check and if it passed all of their software and content quality checks then they would they would then sell you the cartridges. They would install a chip that said that this was a, a legit, a legal cartridge, almost like a DRM system. Yeah. Without that chip present, your game wouldn't boot. So just a re- really quick question, because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit vague on this, I haven't read up as much as it. Now, the, 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 the game crash mm-hmm. of 84... It was, it was the early 80s. 80s somewhere in the 80s. Doesn't doesn't matter, yeah. So the massive game crash of the early 80s, was it primarily down to E.T.? <laughs> because a, a lot of people solely blame that for the game crash. It was a big factor. Yes. I know it was a big factor, but it wasn't. It wasn't one hundred percent. I don't think fault. it's ever fair to say that it is one thing is a solid. Because when, whenever you look up, whenever you look up on the net with a quick little Google and you look for the game crash, that's the first thing that comes yeah. up. Yeah, because it's the most famous contributor to it. That's the problem. So, but it's not one hundred percent ET's fault. No, of course. So, so what ever happened? Is one. It, I know, but it, it, it wasn't. It was a contributing factor, but it wasn't like um, the biggest. But it wasn't. Represent its fault. No, because no. literally... it, it was the thing that came out that led to it. Being it was a spell that got yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't hundred percent its fault. What had happened right. was um, was DreamWorks had said, you know, Spielberg had said, yeah, I'm a big video gamer. I want a video game of my movie, and Atari said, uh, Activision or whoever it was said, yeah, we'll do it, um, and they 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 waited until the last possible minute. Gave the dev- single developer. I mean, back then you had a team of maybe two developers, three developers. Yeah. Uh, gave the single developer ten weeks to make it. He made a prototype, and they shipped that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously, there was no quality control at that point. Well, no, because he said, "This is my prototype," and they went, "Oh, this yeah, this well, is the yeah. early version of what I'm thinking." And they went, "Brilliant! Slap it in a box. Slap it on the shelf, on the shelf." Mm. And that was selling for forty dollars, and. Uh, a Pac-Man rip-off was selling for three dollars, which, which, honestly, as a a person buying a gift for someone who has no idea, three dollars. Which exactly? So there were millions of these copies of the game unsold, and it's an urban myth that they were all buried. Uh, there's an urban myth that they were all collected and recalled and buried in a pit and paved over in Mexico City. It's an urban myth. Atario stepped forward and said it never really happened, um, but. 
But that, you know, and that just destroyed the video game market, the home video game market. They did actually find that landfill. Oh, oh fair enough. And, and I know it wasn't the, the every enough. single yeah. copy, it wasn't but there was a landfill. Yeah. It wasn't all of them, but there was the a landfill. The urban myth, what is it, exaggerated the thingy, mm, but they did actually manage to find they When they landfill, they actually found them, and oh, they cool. did a video on it, you can find that on YouTube. Yeah. I think Microsoft paid for it. Um, because um, cool. I know it wasn't every single copy, but there yeah. was a landfill yeah, yeah, one, yeah. so yeah. it wasn't a complete myth. But, the, but that—that's yeah. you know the, the the point. I mean, it, it became allegorical by saying it was every single copy. But the point yeah. is that you know it, it was it was a disaster on the scale of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. You know, the fact that um, that huh. George Lucas went around and tried to find every extant copy in Burnham yeah. because he didn't want this. He had no control over what the whole point of Star Wars was that he had full creative control over everything to do with it at the time it's kind time. of hilarious now isn't it <laughs> it, it, it is happens, yeah I mean he sold out to, he sold it on to Disney when he realised he'd lost <laughs> well, no but when he realised that he lost control yeah. uh, well but, also because yeah, 1, 2, 3 was like widely considered crap basically pretty much yeah. so um, I, I think I think we've waffled on enough yeah I think we're going to be two hours this is definitely going to be a more part this is, this is over two hours yeah. we're about two hours and a half so um and, and I know we, we haven't sort of mentioned this before and I've tried to put this in the, the, the blog post I've put in before. Everything we're waffling about, um, and I know especially for me, it's it's all from little bits I've read and it's if it's mm. stuff from memory, it's all from my memory, so I'm bound to get stuff wrong. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we've definitely got stuff wrong in the previous podcasts. But that's um, fine. But that's fine. But for me, the whole point of these podcasts is I'm I'm telling you things from my past playing games. And your and, opinion. And, and my view. opinions, it's only an opinion... Unless I try and state it as fact, if I've looked it up. For me, the most important thing that I'm trying to do is to motivate anyone listening to, if something catches their attention, mm-hmm. to sort of go, oh, I might have a, a quick internet search at that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 might have, I'll just, I might look that up. Not, mm-hmm. not sort of like to teach, but to try and get people interested, mm-hmm. especially into uh, the games to talk about all the retro games. Considering that, I think when, when I grew up, not sort of the earliest of earliest, but I started off from the NES and worked up, mm-hmm. which I think was a good position to have because mm. I had games back in the day where there was no deal, there was no patches, no nothing. You had it and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Any glitches or anything, you were stuck with it. I saw, like, from that point on, gaming evolve. And it's, in my opinion, it's still very in its infancy. There's still a lot of improvements that can be made or directions it can go, innovations and all that. Back in the day... There was no internet, so it was all like word of mouth or what you saw in magazines. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's a lot of information out there. Um, I'm not trying to, I'm not saying I'm trying to educate, but if the stuff that we in the podcast talk about that you've never heard of or you might want to read up a bit more about, please do so because we we've got a lot of experience between us with with me and Gaprogman and any guests we have on. Um, mm. We've all got areas of expertise. B's obviously is in the the gaming journalism. Yeah. Um, gaming journalism is that right? I think just the games industry. Right. So the games industry. So he, he's he's got more of an insight into the games industry from what he's allowed to tell us because obviously mm-hmm. the certain things he's not. Um, Chief problems has got a background in PC gaming, RTSs. That's his thing, mm-hmm. and he, he he loves a moan. Me and Gaprogman, we grew up playing games. I play more now. Gaprogman works in computer programming, so. You know, he's less of a modern gamer unless yeah, but he, I can, I can I talk know, about the technical aspect. You've got the technical aspect. Yeah. I've got my I've got my history. If we've got anyone else on, they'll obviously have their views and mm-hmm. their experiences. We're trying to share what we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And we would very much like to actually 
just share these things and just have it out there. And um, if you could, if something catches your fancy, just look it up because we've got our experiences. We we look for stuff and what have you. Um, but there's always like a little story of what we did in the past and mm-hmm. you know games we've played on top of blog posts we put out and all that. But it's it very much sort of entertainment plus informative, not educational, but informative. I think, and that's mm-hmm. that's definitely why I do it because I, I just before I lose these memories permanently, I like to share them. Mm-hmm on some sort of forum yeah um, but that's definitely why I do it and and that's why we why we write the blog posts you know? yeah so if, if yeah. there's something that we've talked about maybe we've touched on or maybe even something that B's touched on or Chief Problem or anyone that we bring on touches on that you want to learn know more about let us know we might be able to convince them to come back on and do a bit where they talk about whatever it is that you're interested in yeah every time we do this we stand outside and we say we're doing a podcast and he just doesn't turn up yeah, it's so, chief like, like you did originally. You need to launch the chief signal, I think. That's the it. chief, d- d- yeah. just some, some some sort of promise of a hot squeegee fidget again, because that's what got him in the first place. Mm. Um, a symbol of hot soup. Yeah, hot soup. He'll come running. That's it. Yeah, um, maybe some of those hot soups in bikinis where you throw them at the uh, the enemies and they come running for ten yeah. seconds. Yeah, that's that's that could be an idea. Yeah. So much to try at the release. Go back, I can do them. Shameless plug. But yes, what I think we should do is maybe close close off here. Yeah. So before I do that, B, do you want to promote anything? Do you want to point people to places where you write oh. things and create things? Just, or are you not bothered? It's I, I know you. this is last minute, but have you got anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, I don't know about things I'd like to plug. Um, I, don't think I've, I'm gonna, I don't think I've said anything particularly, uh, particularly what's the word, incriminating, so I don't actually mind giving out my social details you can follow me on twitter i am at the b the underscore b that's i was gonna say that's all one word it's not because there's an underscore in the middle you get what i mean uh, and you do words good i do i do 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 words good uh, there and you can find more examples of my work when i post it out and all my stuff on there i'd be lovely to 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 have you to see you to do things i Steady now. <laughs> i should, yes i i'm going on a tangent that's it would be lovely in your analytics place. dashboard to see a bunch of ip addresses show up right i, I let's say yes <laughs> as long as those uh, ip addresses aren't sending me abuse fair enough all links to free so don't send him abuse <laughs> yes. no abuse i hate yeah. that abuse so yeah, don't send him abuse, will you? <laughs> that's no, that's going to ask because encourage them, isn't it? They're encourageable. <laughs> okay, send him abuse. So <laughs> it's, 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 either no, or, either or, whatever. Yeah, no, just don't I send him. But yeah, uh, that's cool. Is, is that British? Do anything you want to promote, Squidgy? Just this, really. Just listen um, to the podcast. Read the. This to the podcast. Hopefully, we will get a few chuckles. Inform you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we we do keep up with the blog. Obviously, like there's, there's Twitter, which I'm going to start jumping on and mm-hmm. pushing stuff out. There's the, the Facebook thing. Which the program mainly does, along with everything else. A very multi-talented guy. Lots of blog posts. Lots of dot uh, net core streaming crap. I'll I'll plug you. I'm I, not I, I don't streaming know. crap. Streaming stuff. That's it's, it's Ten for it. Uh, but he, he does a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of links and um, well, he, he can link to a lot of stuff. Um, check his stuff out, even if you're not a game uh, computer programmer. He's he's very instructional, especially with his streams. Um, I have no idea what he's going on about, but he's in his element. <laughs> um, you know so form of that and obviously the waffling Taylor's thing yeah. um, what we do thing we do uh, definitely check it out more stuff we do the um, address for all that is 
Uh, I notice we never give out the, the URL. Well, you do yeah. it. You're, okay. well, you're of the uh, end type. So that's rocks. So dot that's, rocks. So that's waffling tailors, a little dot, and the word rocks. Like, uh, I have multiple rocks. So that's oh. R-O-C-K-S. That's the not one. the type where it's R-A-W-K-S if you're completely bad at spelling. <laughs> or F- Hang your head in shame. Or, or if, it, you know, F-K-Z... Uh, an umlaut and a three. That's, That's just smashing your hands on the keyboard. And you had to that mention that, didn't you? I made one spelling mistake. <laughs> well, just one, and that was it. <laughs> but yes, to head over to the website. We've got the show notes for this. Probably multiple. I'm going to probably put this out. It's going to be split. It's going this, to be split. At this least is going to be three, po- three parts. Exactly, yeah. Three parts. So I'll put a little thing at the beginning Triple of each header. one, like Cerebus. Yes, it's the Cerebus of Podcasts. Cerebus of Podcasts. The Cerebus of Podcasts. The three-headed dog of hell. The Waffling Tailors Podcast. The Cerebus of Podcasts. Cerebus of Podcasts. Switch, please. There we go. That's the name of it. No, no. I like the idea of Switch, Switch, please. please. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah. What I'll do is I'll put this out as maybe three parts. Uh, Just to uh, go back to the last podcast we did, I'm still not going to reveal what I've got coming my way next year. Oh, yes. I I gave it a sneak preview. Um, I'm not going to reveal whatsoever what it is probably will do eventually well we'll talk um, about it um, we also mentioned on the previous podcast about the uh, the Rick and Morty board game uh, oh that's we, confusing yeah we tried oh, it um, and got confused and put it away mm. um, I then went and watched a video of someone playing the Rick and Morty board game and it took more than an hour and a half uh, to play and they weren't even explaining what they were doing as they were doing it um, that's fine for other people I kind of don't have the time to spend an hour and a half setting up a board game mm. and playing it. But uh, please, if you want to play it, go get it. I'm not saying don't go get the game. I'm just saying, for me, as a polite warning, it's a long game. There's a lot of instructions. Yeah. Uh, a, a massive amount so of this, instructions. So this was the Anatomy Park board game. It's, it's Right. It's a strategy game, and you get tiles, and you've got to lay them out, and then you've got to like set, set within the story of um, the, anatomy the episode Park, Anatomy episode. Park. So you're building a theme yeah. park inside of. Um, but yes, it the was guy, yeah. Yeah. the guy. I can't remember the Hobo yeah. guy. Sam Ruben, 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 Ruben as the, the Hobo. So, yes. um, so, so that's the bit that we were going to do about the uh, yeah. the that that's it. That's the bit. So we mentioned previously we we're going to talk about it. Mm. I've talked about it now. And that's probably, unless I get someone who's willing to sit down and show me how to play it quickly, that's probably where I'm going to end it. Mm. <laughs> the talk about that game because it's it's very complex. Yes. What it is. I don't mind strategy games. I prefer real-time strategy games, which I suppose, you know, it's turn-based. I, got, I just got see the see the blog post <laughs> I put out today on Age my, of my most com- My most complicated for board games is Connect 4, I'll be honest. I'd, I'd say we might have another board game in the Wex if one of us decides to get it, just because I've been going on about it a lot today, um, not on the podcast, but uh, called Drop Mix, which is yes. a new board game uh, from Harmonix that yeah, we may be looking into. It, it looks interesting, yeah. I mean, we could that, that's maybe looking into, as in, I'll end up getting it. The problem is, we could go, we could, we could give it a go, but if we come up with any exact, we, I don't think we'd be able to play them. Yeah, no copyright Because these yeah. DMCs. Although yeah. I suppose we could play maybe uh, like a twenty-second clip and claim for Well, funnily but. enough, I I have to look into this exactly. But someone I know who was playing it, by the looks of it, it looked like they used an in-game thing to upload it to YouTube, and then mm. it plays on YouTube. Okay. And then at the end, it adds on like a copyright notice on the end of all the credits. Oh, so okay. it does it for you. Yeah, yeah. So, you don't, oh, so as long as we good. mention it, 
It could mention it, yeah. It won't do anything live on it. Like, no, it's probably not no, live. But you could definitely mention it, yeah. Okay. But I'll have to look into it. I don't know much about some it. Some sort yeah. of um, audio review. We could do some sort of audio review of it, maybe. Yeah. 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 So uh, the 411 on that, the really quick version of that is it's it's made by, the, it's made by Harmonix, the same company that made Rock Band, and you get little cards, and each card represents the 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 stem pack the 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 individual tracks from a specific song. So the example is you can lay down a Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, whatever it is, vocals, crazy, yeah, vocals, vocals card, and it will just play the vocals for that song. Then you can lay down the bass line from say Billie Jean, and you've got Billie Jean's bass line with Carly Rae Jepsen singing over the top of it. Then you can lay down like the guitar for. Um, uh, and what you told me by Jason Derulia. See, I was going to go with Black Sabbath, but okay. Is it Derulia? Just, um, just um, no, that's what I was doing. Yeah, and then you push a button, and it mixes it all together and creates a song. And the idea is that you somehow then win. I don't know, but we, we don't know what the game that. modes are. But you can. It's definitely like a. a, a it, it's an easy thing to make, like really custom DJ tracks or sure. certain certain customized DJ tracks. Yeah, which sounds really good, but I haven't seen the pricing for it yet or anything, so I'll have to look into it. Was, it. It was 129 so quite right. for, the, for the base set. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to um, I'd have to look into it. And you do I'm, get a set of cards with it, but then you also buy expansion cards. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to I'd have to look into that because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not really prepared to drop that much for something I only spent 20 minutes on. Are the expansion cards technically DLC for a board game? Correct. Is, is, is it set with, packs or is it random? People oh, thought it was random, but it's not. You'll never get the same. You'll never I was going to say because that would be very very evil if you got no, random well, ones have, the same thing it, multiple times. It would times. have to be sets. That would yeah. it would be stupid if it was random. Yeah. So well, the game comes with like so each song is divided into four stems. <laughs> so just looking at the graph. Uh, each song is divided into four stems. So you've got the vocals, the drums, the bass, and the lead. And like three out of every four is in the of the of a, of a, one particular song is in the included thing, but then the other stem, you have to buy an extent, one of the expansion packs for. Which is fair enough. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know if it is like that. But they also thought that it was good, it was random first, and apparently they corrected, Hamalik corrected them, and it's not. Um, you will you will not get, they'll guarantee that you will not get... Um, Same card twice. Yeah, that you won't get. Or well, you won't get buy a pack of cards and end up with one in that you already own. So yeah. you should know what you get. And, that, and that's fair enough because A it would be stupid because then you go out and buy it'd be like the football stickers all over again. You know? Yeah. yeah so that exactly. would be stupid. And B licensing for that would be a nightmare. Mm. Oh well we're gonna sell your baseline for thirty five pence. What? No, I can see you know what I mean? It, it, so yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's about the same token, I'm not sure they're allowed to uh like you say, sell sell individual That would make sense, yeah. Uh, yeah, same thing. Because the system would then be reverse engineered, and you've got the stems for a song. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so cool. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that when we've got more information on that, and maybe talk. Or, or about when I end that. up just buying it, <laughs> just, just just out of pure curiosity, just buy the. I was I was very it. tempted to today, but it's like, well, I am already spending a lot of money today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. plus, with, with it being this close to Christmas, you now I'd, I'd rather yeah. wait till after I, Christmas. I might so. get it for my birthday. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The, these two guys are too modest to say so I will say um, please rate and review us on iTunes <laughs> uh, iTunes Stitcher alright we're on iTunes we're on Stitcher we're on Podchaser we're on Pocket Casts although you can't use, leave a uh, rating on. so I'm going to leave Kaprogman to mention this because I'm 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 not going to mention this because I'm not the kind of person I would but we have actually been mentioned on a is it one or two what? just one other so, podcast and they mentioned something on that podcast that I'm quite proud of I'll leave Good program, 
to say this because it's something that's I, I found quite surprising. So. And big thanks to uh, God Progman on Podchaser. And if you're not familiar with God Progman, he is one of the hosts of the Waffling Tailors podcast, which is the only gaming podcast I know of that's got a perfect five star record on iTunes. So uh, good job, Jamie. Very nice. I mean, God Progman. Okay. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, I just doxed you. Sorry. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by G.H. See the show notes for more details.